welcome to episode 103 of the local meta my name is fletcher and i'm john john how's it going tonight it's going all right i just randomly remembered that the word i was looking for was compose myself not control myself but okay yeah besides nobody, that nobody cares <laughs> it's nice we got to kind of play magic together again yeah i got to go to another uh well saturday magic i guess for for this one but it's good times yeah, it's still like round, what? round one buy was eh. <laughs> it's still twice in two weeks though so yeah that is pretty impressive actually so especially for yeah, you so yeah, but you have to jam the murder kills. You have to, okay. You have like, to kill some people's creatures and soul crush them horribly. <laughs> the games where that deck just comes together, it's it was absolutely soul crushing. A little disappointed around too, because I feel like I could have done better. But I feel like I, the magic... I feel like my deck wasn't running in it. I guess, but yeah, it's just kind of like it's one of those like you don't think the matchup is bad, but you just think you had bad variants or whatever there were a lot of ways i could have got out of that i think but just it just didn't happen you know and that's how magic goes sometimes then i got it got to you know follow it up by soul crushing somebody so yeah as, as you world. do <laughs> you know you get to cast chupacabra like five times yeah it's pretty uh, solid it's pretty all right actually the best one was having my um uh, grave digger uh, Ixalan's binding out, and my and uh, Eldest Reborn binding out, and going um uh, uh what was it? Uh, Meteor Golem, kill your thing. Grave Digger comes back. Get my Chupacabra. Play it. Kill your dude. Next turn, draw Mortify. Hit that. Get my other one back. Kill your dude. You're dead. <laughs> All of the value. It, it is like ridiculous how resilient your deck is to stuff like Ixalan's Binding. I, I was surprised because I was sitting there. I'm like, well, I'm like sitting there with with a Grave Digger in hand, and I'm like, I cannot cast this card. That is just the best thing ever, and I uh, just kind of fumbled my way into getting out of it. But I have a lot of ways to get out of that stuff. So yeah, but that, that was gets surprisingly resilient. Well, that was something that we always. Well, now that you have Mortify, you are. But like yeah. that was always something we talked about in regards to Deputy of Detention. That mm-hmm. you just don't care. Yeah. yeah. Like, it is actively beneficial for you to get your deck deputied. Yeah. Which is hilariously backbreaking for some people. Yeah, yeah I know. It's like, they hit, like, deputy of detention, anything on my stuff. It's like, sweet, kill your dude, value train, because yeah. most of my stuff is ETB. Like, we kind of ran into Takali Honor Guard the one day, and I was like, man, this is actually really bad for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just, like, mono value, so... Yeah, for once you can't just ride the Chupacabra train. You have to actually like mortify a two, a one three, which is super awkward. But yeah, because it doesn't die to any of my other stuff. But uh, it was good. Got to play some magic. I like playing magic. So I just outground people with with value all day. So yeah, that deck seemed pretty sweet. That was like one of your first runs with it, wasn't it? Yeah, I played the Sultai Pod, as it were, Vanifar Sultai. And um, I went three oh six oh. Just didn't drop a game because when you give me the option of tutoring for my deck for whatever I want, I tend to be able to take really good advantage of that. 
Yeah, you just get to do whatever you want, and you're the kind of person that just knows exactly what you want. Yeah. Like, at one point, I think my the, my favorite thing that I did was um, my opponent killed my... Like, they traded, they traded with my... Um, uh, da, 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 hydrate crisis, and I'm like, all right, f- uh, all right, sure. Pot, pot out my five drop for a Moldrotha, recast the hydroid crisis for X equal five. <laughs> it's like, go. Would you like to keep trading with my hydroid crisis? It's not gonna go well for you. <laughs> nope. This, is, this will end poorly. <laughs> like, uh, I actually got into mult. I at one point it was actually really really bad for me because I kept drawing all my four drops, so I had. And I, I didn't have a fourth mana in play. Oh. I was running entirely off of like two lands and a land or elf. And I'm just like, I don't have the ability to pod into my fives right now. And like life is getting really awkward. <laughs> but I made it work. Yeah. You just kind of got to grind it out and eventually when it'll it, come together. Whenever I play a pod deck, I basically always want to be like, I should just play like 67 cards. It's just like... I just have extra options in there. I always feel like I run out of options. It's like when, like, the more cards you put in there, the less likely you are to draw your one ofs. So the yeah. more likely you are to be able to pot into them. <laughs> but the thing is, is you're also less likely to draw your four ofs, which yeah. you kind of need to pot into things. So, need is a strong word. How are you supposed to pot into your things if you don't have your pod? Well, the you only can, you can draw them, but. <laughs> Well, the only four of in the deck is actually Lanowar Elf. Oh, really? Yeah. Lanowar, I only run three Vanifar. Everything else is a one, two, or three. Hmm. Like, I don't even run, like, the... I don't even run any four ofs for, like, the um, Explore package. It's just hmm. awkwardly, like... It is, uh... It's three uh, Wild Growth Walker, one Merfolk Branch Walker, and two Jade Light Ranger. I saw I saw that Merfolk Branch Walker way more than a one of man. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you're lucky, you're lucky, yo. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. <laughs> you see, sometimes you put the one ofs in your deck so you can draw them when you need to. Oh, okay. <laughs> Other times you put them in the deck so you don't draw them. <laughs> all right, I'll I'll keep that in mind. Uh, all right. It's... It is, I would like to point out, I've always, I always find it funny how ridiculously dominant I can be when I actually play what is considered a quotations good deck, even if there's a few modifications to it. Mm -hmm. Like, the same thing happened with Constrictor. It was actually a really good deck, and I was ridiculously dominant. Yeah. Like, I have never played actual Sultai. Like, not once. I've, Mm -hmm. I've had, like, no desire for it, but as soon as I see Sultai pod, and I'm I'm still playing like the basic core of a Sultai deck, just with a lot more weird shit going on. Yeah, and it's, it's still, still just got a like, lot more silliness. It's just like steamroll everyone. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna pot away my biogenic ooze to get a Moldrotha and recast my biogenic ooze. Yeah. To be fair, tonight is like this night isn't the stiffest of competitions. So. No, it's not. It's not like I was like facing like you know nothing but like tier one mirror matches and stuff but yeah it's still interesting yeah Uh, you have to let me know how that deck goes because it was it looked like a party i'd been watching it it was 
All right, so, John, we have anything happening today? Or the, uh, this week of magic or anything? Well, we had the standard showdown. That was yeah. that was tonight. Okay. Uh, last night was FNM that I didn't actually go to. Oh, okay. Um, if you actually go back in time all the way to Thursday, there's uh, something called the Mythic Invitational going on at PAX. Oh. So that's a thing. Maybe we, maybe we should talk about that. Might might have something to say about that. <laughs> okay. well, why don't we do that then? Right. So, John, what do we have happened with this? Because I'll be honest, I have not watched much of it at all. All right. So, <laughs> well, first of all, for those who don't know, somehow, uh, the Mythic Invitational is exactly what it sounds like. It is an actual Magic Invitational with over like the the total prize is like a million dollars and the winner gets like 250k. Yeah. Which is not a life-changing amount of money, but it is a large amount of money. It's enough money to give a crap, I can tell you that one. All right. I guarantee you on that one. And this whole thing's kind of been like fraught with uh oh, what's the word? A lot of people have been complaining, basically. there's People like, are complaining con- about a magic thing, John. What are yeah, you talking about? There, there's been a lot of controversy about all this bullshit. All right. Where everyone's like, oh, why did this person get an invite? And why did this person get an invite? Why would this person get an invite and not this person? And yada, yada, yada. Like, people yeah. have actually... People have dropped out of it because they were sick of people, like, spamming them. If, effectively hate messages, right? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of ridiculous because in the words of someone who at the time was not invited did not get an invite it's watsy's own decision on who they invite that's why it's called an invitational mm-hmm. like the only metrics that matter is watsy's own yeah but you know people much like sports teams people like to bandwagon on individual players and think that those individual players always deserve so much yada 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 yeah like Magic is just one of those communities that just outrages too. <laughs> like, like you do anything and they're just mad about it. And somebody's going to come out of the woodwork and just shout, 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 shout. And you start getting one person shouting and everyone else just kind of shouts. Yeah. How dare you only give first place 250k? Why don't you give everyone 250k? <laughs> yeah. Okay, but dub is moral of the story. Okay, uh, something along those lines actually for said mythic invitational was an interesting rule that they that they've established, and that is the rule of sudden death. This rule existed, by the way, before in arena. This is, this is a this is a paper magic rule. I'm pretty really? sure. Yeah. The all right. Well, you you get down to. To stuff and then I'll get my thing. Alright, you're gonna have to explain it to me because I've literally never heard of it ever. So Okay. Alright, so uh in the Mythic Invitational, if your match went to time, whichever player had the highest life total was considered to have won that game that you were in. Which usually meant that they won the match. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were up in arms about this because the one person who actually got a game loss because of this was Jerry Thompson. Yep. Don't get me wrong. 
I love Jerry, but he knew what he was getting into. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it is not actually for this event. It is that is the ruling for any uh, single elimination event with timed matches. I didn't know that. That it's in the MTR actually. It's in the Magic Tournament rules. What do you mean so, by like single elimination or single game? Single elimination. Really? Yep. That is like it is literally a rule in the MTR. That's... Like so, it's, they didn't just pick something. They just didn't pick something out of a hat. This existed. This is like paper magic rules. I suppose that's the thing. Is like when do you ever see a single elimination timed exactly. match? Exactly. It is so uncommon. Is part of it that people think it's just something that they pulled up out of thin air and just threw it in there. But it's not. This is actually something that is literally a rule in Paper Magic. Well, in that case, sucks to suck. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, and, But the thing is, is that's everybody is getting bent out of shape about that because it happened to Jerry T. Yes. Like, and as we said, like we're pretty thumbs up on Jerry T in general. Yeah, but Jerry, like, Jerry's a great guy. Yeah, Jerry, Jerry's a bro, man. Like, we, I'd have, also... we have no issue with him. We're not trying to bag on him or anything. Yeah. But, like, shit. Like, I, I would know, also were like... Oh, sorry? I would also like to point out, he himself is not throwing a fit about this. His literal response to all this happening on Twitter was, well, at least I made it interesting, a smiley face. Yeah. I mean, he he's a pro. He knows what this is. Like, yeah. He's like, dims the rules, shrug, guess I got beat. Like, maybe I should, you know, maybe I should have conceded to the Teferi lock earlier on the previous game. Maybe, you know, whatever. Like, it is, it is what it is. Like, I don't know. Uh, people are getting, people are getting all bent out of shape about it because they think they just made up some rule. Like, oh, this is, yeah, we just pulled this out of our asses. But this is something that's existed for a long, 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 long time. And people are just mad about it now because they finally saw it. Yeah. Because he was because he was ahead in that game. Well, people get pissed off because we go to turn we go to turns and it's like, oh, if I would have had one more turn, I could have killed you. Well, guess what? Like you got to cut it off somewhere because otherwise, people sit around and play with their dicks for fourteen hours and never get a game done. Yeah, play faster. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and it, it's it's just another one of those things too, where like they're freaking out because it's Jerry. What happens yeah. if this happens to someone that someone doesn't like? Right, like Mangu- like if it happened to Mangucci or something like that, people would be in Reddit like constantly being like, "Ah, oh, take that!" Like, yeah, it's something. It's like, oh, he deserved it and all that. It's like, yeah, you know, the same thing. It's it's the exact same thing that was brought up in regards to the LSV quotations settle the wreckage buff, where it's yep. or bluff. It's like it's like you know because he did it, everyone's okay with it. But if his opponent who is uh, has gotten suspensions for cheating, did it, suddenly everyone's, like, up in arms, right? It's like, you know, whatever. Which the bluff is totally fine regardless, yeah. but <laughs> putting it out there. I'm going to put my stamp on it, like... Oh, I, that, yeah. That I, was the savagest buff at bluff ever. I don't even care. Well, the thing is, like, LSV himself has commented on it. He's like, yeah, I didn't do it because I thought it was going to make a difference because he, no matter what, his opponent had to attack all out. Yeah. LSV loves the showmanship because he he knows he's on camera and he wants it to be a good thing. Like he wants there to be something interesting going on for the people who are watching. Like that's, that's, that's all he gave a shit about. 
Yeah. Same reason why he's always like bantering with the people who are like doing like his handwriting and stuff. Cause, cause like he wants to, it's, he enjoys the showmanship aspect of it. Yeah. You know, LSV and, is, does not yeah. believe in bluffing his opponent. LSV believes in putting on a show for his viewers. It was yeah. awesome looking regardless. I don't care. It, but was. Like, it was great. Yeah. I mean, and it was, it was legit. Like, you know, you get people sometimes with it, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, so my TLDR, that's stop. an actual rule. That's an actual rule. Actual rule in Magic. Get over it. Yeah, stop having double standards for people that you don't that you don't like versus people that you do like. Yeah, like, and that's not easy as humans. Yeah, but I mean, I it's part of being human. Yeah, I suppose. All right. Considering I literally just had a conversation with you today, unrelated about getting over people's biases but <laughs> so all right continue all right uh other thing that was going on in regards to the magic inv- or mythic invitational is they used a i don't want to say a weird format but no, it's, a, it's weird, a weird format. it's a weird format <laughs> a lot <laughs> of people there was a lot of controversy about this choice also because instead of doing um, normal magic format where you, like in standard, where you take a 60-card deck, you have a seven, or a 15-card sideboard, and you sideboard, and yada, 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 and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. they decided to do a two-deck standard format where it was just two 60-card decks. You played one, ra- you randomly played one against your opponent who randomly played one, and then you played the other, and then you both picked which one you'd play for the third round if it went to a third round. Mm-hmm. What is your opinion on this as a format? I don't know. I'm, I just don't like that. I, in a weird way, I think it actually stifles diversity. I agree completely. Like, and I've tried, I, I try to be pretty open about that, all that stuff, but it just feels so awkward. I don't know. And, I play all best of one too. So it's not like I'm like in love with sideboarding. Yeah. I'm actually not a big fan of like necessarily a huge fan of that. Although it is actually really cool when I play my arena decks and then I'm like, Oh, this is sweet. (laughs) Um, But like, I feel like there's just always like a correct answer for that. If that makes sense. Like which two decks you should bring. Yeah. As opposed to which one deck you should bring. And then it just turns into like some weird weird style of like metagaming where it's like which one's he going to pick versus and which one should I pick and yada yada yada. Yeah, and it's kind of like and it's kind of like do you so then you you either see similar matchups constantly like in this case mono red versus control. Yep. Or you see which mirrors happened, constantly. Yeah, which happened a lot. There was a lot of mono red, a lot yep. of mono white, a lot of sulti tokens, and a lot of esper. Yeah. Whereas, like, I would... I don't know. I, I don't know what they should do if they don't want to do a traditional best of three. Which I get there's problems with trying to display best of three. Yes. But I wonder if it's almost more confusing for people to watch. Because... Now you have to explain theoretically four decks. 
Yeah, which gets weird. Yeah, and I mean, obviously in this case, with the meta and how it worked, you only had to explain two decks constantly and how yeah. the mirror worked, but like, <laughs> well, it just it, still, I don't know. That was one of those super awkward things, too, where like multiple times, you know, on Twitter, mm-hmm. they have seen, you know, throughout, or throughout the last few days, rather, you see someone say that, you know, like, you know, I... I had my matchup against my opponent, and one of my decks is really good, or both of my decks are really good against a different one of their decks, and vice versa. And mm-hmm. I just got the I got the bad pairing and lost O two. Yeah, it's almost like variance is a part of magic, and they just yeah. kept variance as a part of magic, which is fine. Like yeah, it's not fine. Not on that. It's just one of those like super awkward like little things that you hear mm-hmm. as to where. Um, I actually I heard an idea for a different way to do the two deck format mm-hmm. that I actually think would have been a lot better in my opinion. Okay. Because it would have led by doing it this way, it leads to instead of like the homogenous, this is my mono red deck, this is my Esper deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you do is um, both players pick whichever deck they want to be their game one deck, right? It doesn't really okay. matter. They just always had like one deck as a game one deck. Yeah, something along okay. those lines. So like that's their game one deck. The loser switches to their second deck. And the winner keeps playing their game one deck. Hmm. And then then if the loser then wins game two, then game three is decided by the same second deck that the that won round two, and then the second deck from the person who won round one. Okay. This this for this at that point your decks can't just be like, you know, you can't just do like the this is my Esper deck, this is my mono red deck, because suddenly like it's not gonna balance out really well. Yeah. It could, but it's probably not going to. Probably, I mean var- yeah, I variance know. is always a thing, right? And I yeah. think that would actually lead to much a much more diverse building of decks. But I you also see that, yeah. I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure because it's like yeah. it's hard to predict any of this until you get Exactly. Uh, some of these really, really smart people grinding away on it. <laughs> and I mean, you never know when suddenly you're just going to have someone pull a Cedric Phillips and just register two 60-card decks that are identical. Did he do that? Oh yeah, he registered two mono-white aggro decks that were completely identical for his only decks. Complete. And they're like, they're like, rules don't say a dog can't play basketball, so... <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. He completely steamrolled LSV in the first match. So. Really? Funny. Yeah. Just like... <laughs> beep beep on the jeep pretty much I suppose, I suppose like if yeah that makes some sense okay i mean he just that's the deck that he was comfortable with playing and it's yep. on brand for him because he's a you know he quotations made his name playing kithkin so hmm. so he's like mono white aggro this is what we do <laughs> this is this is the world we're living in guys yeah so i i think rather than the completely random flip-flopping i think it would balance out the games better if you did it the way that i just mentioned maybe yeah there's probably some something we're not considering but you know i hope they they take a look at it like i let me say this for that for it though i am not disappointed they tried it i agree completely like i think i think people people get up in arms about everything but I think we really need to experiment with those things, um, like the different ways to uh, run tournaments and play the games and everything like that. Like we, we're so focused on that the that 
there is one way to do it and that's the way we do it and i don't think that's necessarily correct i think we need to try try some of these other formats and things and see how they shake out yeah Um, because we can sit and look on paper all day we want and just and theory craft and whatever but like until you start hammering on something it really doesn't mean anything yeah, I, I agree completely. It's like, I, I'm not hating on Watsi for trying what they did. Yeah. I just, there are certain things that I think could have been done differently, and I I hope that they're willing to try different options also. Yeah, hopefully they'll look at it and go, okay, yeah. we did this. Here's the things that work. Here's the things that didn't work. Exactly. You know, it, it's, it is literally evolution. It's like, well, what happens if this thing has slightly longer teeth, right? Like, yeah. just little, little tweaks until you get what you want it to be. Yeah, I mean, and they've been doing that for years, too, and stuff, and we get pissed, you know, we as Magic players get pissed off every time they try to do something. Yeah. But, like, I mean, to um, uh, to kind of talk about something else with it, like, even with the decks being what they are, I think watching Arena is way, way better than watching Paper. I 100% agree. Like, like... I watched I, just a little tiny bit, and holy shit, was it easier to follow? Yeah, like you can actually, you can. It's very clear what's going on. All the casting, like, it still has the same issue where, like, you can't read what the cards do. But that's well, something. The thing they, is, is on Twitch they had a they had an extension, so you could. Yeah, they had the plugin, yep. which allows you to actually do that if you're willing to actually have the plugin running. So, like, yep. you don't have it on your phone. And all that kind of stuff. Like, so there's still like somewhat of an issue of like seeing yeah. what things are, but there's ways of getting around that if you're willing to do it, which I really mm-hmm. like. And that's not something that you can really do in paper magic. Yeah. You know, there's like, even if you could somehow write a plugin that can actually identify the cards on camera, which, dear God. Dear God. There's, you know, there's some cards with like literally 17 different freaking arts. Yeah. Like duress, what the hell are you gonna do with duress and all that kind of stuff? And they gotta take into account like card sleeve glare and whether or not the sleeves are matte and yada yada yada. Not like, even that. Magic cards are just complex sometimes. Yeah. Like and it it's like th- and that's one of the things that even arena doesn't solve is that just there's a lot of complexity to it and trying to follow that is tough sometimes. And arena makes a better job of following it to some degree. Like, uh-huh. just with how it's portrayed. Because, like, I mean, think about the times when there's a confusing situation on, like, a live match. Like, basically, a card, like, somebody plays a card, and then you see s- the uh, somebody make, like, make some hand motions and point at things. And then the other person points at things and moves card, like, moves their card back and forth a little bit. And there's some more pointing until finally something happens and you have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Like, how many times have you seen that in a live magic tournament? Yeah, all the time. And, like, for right. someone who's in franchise, it's like, all right, sure, this makes sense. But, like, you know, another really, really simple thing that there's no real good fix for so far, Tarmogoyf. Oh, the, the Goyf. How big is how big is Goyf? On Arena, yeah. it just shows you. Like, yeah. all this stuff's very clear. You never miss an Anthem yep. because, you know, it's automatically shown and all that's accounted for. Like, everything is decided. There is no, like, oh, how many instants and sorceries are in my graveyard for my Crackling Drake? Yep. Like none of that is right there. Yeah, none of that's a thing. It's just like this is what it is. And that's it allows people to parse things just so much easier when it comes to watching over paper magic. Mm -hmm. That like 
don't get me wrong, I love watching Paper Magic. It's a oh, lot yeah. easier to follow Arena. Like, Arena is just better for the type of people that we're trying to attract. Yeah, it's just better is, for watching. Know, yeah. Like, you know, realistically. Like, as you, I mean, as you said, I like watching me some Paper Magic, too. Like, it, it's a different feel. It's kind of a different game in some ways. And it's fun. Like, but, you know, Arena has a lot of upsides, too. And I think people that are just bagging on Arena and, and acting like it's just Hearthstone and stuff like that don't, are not being genuine. Like, they're being disingenuous. It may look like Hearthstone, but it plays like Magic, it, which means it's infinitely better. It plays so smooth. And the pro, like, part of the problem is, too, is like I played against that mono white deck today. And every time a token came out of um, uh, History of Banali, I just heard the sound in my head. <laughs> the paper unfolding. <laughs> yep. It's like, oh, man. Like, I'm just gonna, whenever I adapt to Terramander in person, I'm just going to start going. Bloop, 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 yeah, I hear that every <laughs> single time, too. Like somebody adapted one of their things, like the. Uh, the the two two guardian or whatever yeah and I'm, just guardian. Like, I'm just i just hear it in my hear it in my head <laughs> ridiculous as you do yeah <laughs> that's kind of uh, great though yeah but it's it's really interesting how much arena is actually affecting like the stuff that we do in paper just because we're so used to arena at this point yeah well, i mean i'm literally playing my arena deck right now yeah Uh, yeah. And then uh, one other random thing that I wanted to mention in mm -hmm. regards to the format. Yeah. In my opinion, this is a really, really weird format to use for the ridiculously large amount of money that they're giving out. I guess, and yeah. I'm... I think this might be just like a partial bias for me because everything I watch in regards to magic is the entire purpose is to basically show off like, you know, play skill and, you know, to a slightly lesser degree, like the luck of the people getting there, right? Like you don't win a large tournament without getting lucky. Yeah. But their play skill is a very, very large thing of it. And like, I'm not, I am in no way, shape or form trying to say that the people at the Mythic Invitation are anyway bad. Every single one of them got there, got there on their own goddamn merits. I will never yeah. hold that against them. Yeah. But I feel as if the this format is has slightly more variance to it than normal magic does. And as a result of that, it's it's just weird that such a large amount of money is going to be given out based on such a high level of variance. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How, I'm not. I don't. I'm, I feel like I'm wording this in a somewhat assholeish way, but I don't mean to. No, I get. I get what you're saying. It, it doesn't feel like a real tournament to some degree. Yeah, like, like and without without trying to slap on it, I get what you're saying. Yeah, like, and that's and that's something that I also understand that this is not meant to be a real tournament per se. Yeah, air quotes, real tournament. Yeah, like, like it obviously is, but like I exactly. It's the the point of this is the event, not yeah, the. the not the the format that is being played. Yeah, this is about the event. This is about this is about promoting arena. Yeah, it really is. It's about this is their like stream thing. Like this is this is them breaking into the streaming market. Yeah. And, and I think they're doing like they've got a lot of things right. 
but I think they have a lot of things that they need really need to to tweak. Yeah, but I mean that's that's just something that's going to come with time, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Like growing pains are always going to be a thing. Like while Magic does have a decent streaming community, it's not mm-hmm. a massive streaming community. No. It has a lot of room to grow, but growing pains are a thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, also Magic, like before before Arena and everything like that, Magic is the best esport that was never an esport. Yeah, exactly. Like, like no joke, it always has been, and. Like they just need to catch up to the actual esportsness of it. Like in a weird way, they were ahead of their time. Yeah. But. I mean, we used to literally be on ESPN. So yeah, they have Magic was on ESPN for a number a long time. Well, ESPN too, but mm-hmm. after I don't know cricket matches or something like that. But I mean, still, you take what you can get, right? That's I literal mean, yeah. cable network Magic tournaments. And if you can go find some of those and watch them, you should. Because the, I don't know, something about like watching that old stuff is great. I, I, I watch I, I watch some of the like old matches that I could find on YouTube and things, and some of them are pretty great. But I once watched a, um, uh, it was, uh, did it, uh, it was an Academy Mirror. Mm-hmm. Between Finkel and Bob Marr. Jeez. And like both of them just go like tinker into Phyrexian, whatever the thing was that made tokens. Mm-hmm. Like both of them paid life down to one life and just started pumping out 1919s. And it's just like, it was this huge stalemate. It's just like, this game is ridiculous. And the whole time, um, Bob just keeps like calling Finkel John. Mm-hmm. Like he's just very, very formal about it and all their talkings. Like every time he spoke to him, he called him John. <laughs> every single time. And it was just the weirdest thing ever. Huh. It was a sweet match though. Yeah. Those guys are okay at magic. Yeah, it's solid, you know. It's only yeah. like the greatest magic player of all time and the guy who's known as the great one. <laughs> 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 you know. Random aside for that, I love how the fact that whenever that gets brought up, Bob Maher always says, he's like, I've never really understood it, why he's referred to as Johnny Magic and I'm referred to as the Great One. Because seriously, he's the greatest one of all time. (laughs) Respect where it's due. Yeah. Bob Maher knows what's up. Man is exceptional. I think I watched one of his, like, super, super early matches, too. Uh on YouTube or something like that. I think it was Bob Marr. Can I say that his eyes, like when he's younger, seem like they're not placed quite right on his face? <laughs> Is that weird to say? Okay, sure. I don't know. <laughs> it's probably not okay. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he looks fine now. Yeah. But it's like when he's younger, it just looks like they're a little too close together. Huh. Oh. Okay. So there's this tournament happening nowadays, not back in the day where they're like <laughs> raw dogging black lotuses on the table. <laughs> yeah, but... when they had when they had to de-sleeve their decks because the cameras couldn't pick up the car- cards when they were sleeved. So yeah. they de-sleeve their like uh, unlimited un- underground season shit and play that way, riffle shuffling their decks like bosses, <laughs> like just solid riffles. Oh my gosh, soul hurting. Just goddamn. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, sorry. Back to where you don't have to shuffle. Yeah. Shuffler's rigged. God damn, Arena's great. The truth is out there. I mean, you did flood ridiculously a lot in your 22 land deck. Oh, that blue one? Yeah. Yeah. After I told you you should play 23, and you're like, nah, I'm good. And then you just flooded like crazy the next game, and, and you started like, giving me what shit about for 23? it. <laughs> what about it? I know that's just being super... Yeah, but... I only have to hit one color, so I just have to hit, like, X lands. I think I feel like I'm fine. And I, I... all I do is draw cards in that deck. The problem is, with your build, all your draw spells cost four. No... You had ops and a bunch of four drops. I had uh, the two drop one. Uh, I made you add that, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Yeah. I played not. disperse so that I could play two drops. <laughs> God damn it! I love that I had like I haven't edited that deck at all. I just like threw it together in like six seconds to finish a quest, and like. <laughs> I'm playing Disperse, and I could be like Blink of an Eye or something like that. But Yeah, like an actual, strictly better Disperse. Actually, uh, Disperse, I think, hits non-land permanent. Doesn't Blink of an Eye? Oh, I, thought Blink, was Blink, I thought Blink of an Eye was creature. 90% sure that I blinked in enchantments before. Okay, let's look and see if he cheated. Nope, non-land permanent, you're right. Yeah, yeah it's just strictly better. Yeah, because it's in it's into the royal, like and that was the entire thing with yeah. into the royal. Yeah. Oh my god, I suck super bad. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me feel better about myself. So that you got that going for you. Yeah. Normally it's the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be bad at magic, and you can be bad at everything else. Works out. <laughs> fair, fair, fair and balanced trade. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Back uh, back on Myth- actual topic. Mythic Invitational. <laughs> yeah. Mythic Invitational. The last thing that I wanted to say about the Mythic Invitational. Once again, no offense to the people who like do all this stuff on the Pro Tour. They're all great. I, I think they're all rich. Hagon is a universal treasure. Maria Bertholdi is awesome. All the casters are great. It was kind of refreshing that we didn't have them be the casters for this Invitational. Like, hmm. not trying to throw shade, but Kibler finally got his wish. He literally quit ma- playing Magic to go do Hearthstone because he wanted to be a caster, and he couldn't cast for Magic. Hmm. And finally, he's a caster for the Mythic Invitational. Dave Williams, who's always been someone who, like, has, uh... He's always been very outspoken about his opinions on casters and all that stuff, and Mm -hmm. all that. He finally got to literally put his money where his mouth is, which was sweet. Yep. Obviously, you had Marshall Shockliffe around because he's just, like, one of the greatest casters of all time. Yeah, he's pretty dang good. (laughs) But it was just kind of nice, just, like... or Oh, also, Paul Cheon was casting, but he's also cast Pro Tours, but... Like, it was just nice having, like, all these, you know, pseudo-random people who've never really done casting before doing casting and just getting, like, a different take on stuff. Mm -hmm. As I said, the little twists I saw were very, it was very much esports twisted. Like, it it wasn't, 
the whole thing wasn't designed to feel like a magic event. It was almost designed more to feel like a, a esports, a general esports event. Yeah, just um, like and I think they started to hit that and then pick they picked people that would fit in that whole realm. Yeah, they very clearly pick the people who have like a history of doing stuff like that, right? Like mm-hmm. um Williams does have a history of actually casting events, just not official Watsi events. Yeah. He actually would he would do casting on like Eternal Weekend and stuff like that. And he's casted for other stuff like the VSL and all that. So like he does have a history of doing what he's doing, but he's never done it into like the quotations professional level that Watsi does it to. Yeah. And I think that's actually a really, really good thing if you want new viewers, because people just connect to them better. Mm-hmm. It's like we don't connect to Sullivan and Cedric because they're sitting there in their fancy little dress suit and ties looking awesome. Like, legit. They clean up ridiculously well and they look great. We connect to them because they're personal. Oh, yeah. Like, they, they, you feel like you're actually getting to know them, even though they are in character, as it were. You know, they, they do have their casting personalities. You, it's, they still interact with you on a personal level and you get to know them. And that's something that you very, very much feel when you're like for like the mythic invitational and stuff like that. Like you, it's a lot more, you feel like you're actually seeing the casters who they really are instead of how they're supposed to be. Yeah. So Hmm. I feel like I said a lot, but I don't know if I actually said anything of value, but (laughs) you usually don't. So it's okay. It happens. (laughs) I'm uh, fine with myself. Huh? I'm fine with myself. Well, that's good. At least somebody is. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. As I said, I watched like two seconds of the whole thing. Um, it looked like they had it really, really flashy. It looked like it was like arena looked like it was doing what it needed to do. Yeah. Like, I'm happy about that. Um, <laughs> I just remember like the first thing I did when I, I, I got on and I got onto the thing. I had Twitch on my phone. And I like set my phone down and I was doing something. I looked over at my phone and I'm like, man, this looks really, really sharp. <laughs> like just the stream quality is like I could instantly tell everything that was going on. Yep. And, like this is on my phone. I'm not even holding it. It's like on my bed while I'm doing something else. Like it was just so crisp and nice. And it's like you just don't see that when you watch Paper Magic because it just doesn't work. Like you can't stream from a camera into something and have that work. Being able to just draw directly from the actual graphics card helps so much with that shit. Yeah, it's just paper magic is just hard to follow when you're not there. Like, yeah, it's just trying. Like, it, you know, they they and they keep getting better and better at casting the games. But man, there's just so much that happens like at the tables, it's really hard to see what's being communicated. Whereas arena being a program and being very visual really helps show all that. Like, I mean, props to the arena team. Like they, they were given the job of designing something exactly for that. And they, I think they have done a good job for all the flaws that arena has, which are fewer than people think it has. Like it, it works really dang well. Yeah. But we're arena fans, and I think anybody who's listened to six seconds of one of our podcasts that mentions arena will know that. Yeah, probably. Maybe. You never know. Depending on the episodes they listen to, if they listen to one of the ones where we're just ranting, they might just think we hate everything. So. Ah, true. Okay, fair. But 
We don't. We Speak- like we like arena at least. Speaking of which, that is a commonly requested return episode. Is just an episode of rants. <laughs> I just haven't been angry lately, so I just don't really know what to what to rant about though. So we'll have to find something to be mad about. Yeah, I'll figure out something. <laughs> I'll just read a newspaper. Hatred. We'll figure something out. We can get mad at anything. Come on, John. <laughs> we are humans. We'll get we'll get mad at people being mad. <laughs> How dare you show annoyance over something minor? Nah. <laughs> you, you got anything left to say on um, uh, Mythic Invitational? Uh, I think I think that's it for me. Bang this one out. I think, like, you know, it was one of those. I feel like we should say something, and I have things that I wanted to say about it. But now it's gonna like, yep. Now let's never talk about this again. <laughs> is this? I mean, is this gonna an annual thing, or is this some? Uh... I don't they know. Doing... They... <laughs> Sorry. Like they haven't. Um... They haven't said anything about there being more and all that so i'm i would assume there's going to be but maybe they're just testing the waters for stuff yeah you know watsy does watsy things (laughs) trying to make predictions is fruitless accurate yeah hopefully they have figured out some of this stuff i guess but i don't know I mean, it also wouldn't be the first time that they came out with something they're like oh we're gonna start doing this you know Every year, and then it's like, all right, we're done with this. Like a month later, we're not going back. It's like, okay, thanks, thanks, Watsy. I mean, like, you know, they can come out and plan to do something like that, but plans change. Like, uh, yeah, I I appreciate that they aren't locked into anything like that. Like they're like, like they're like, we're gonna change and try doing this thing, and it doesn't work, or people are way too upset or something. They're like, okay, yeah, you're right, we'll change. Like yeah, they, they've no... stuck with their guns on the things that need to change, but they, like the things that they're like, all right, we'll go back with this. You know? Yeah, it's nice that they're not like, you know, oh, we made this decision and we're locked into it for the next five years. Hope it goes well. Well, except the reserve like, list. Yeah. Well, that's that's different. <laughs> yeah. We're, about that, we'll just grumble about that silently because that's about all we can do. <laughs> well, we can grumble about it not silently. Yeah, but does even less good than anything that is what it is but we'll leave we'll let that one just lay right where it is and not touch it (laughs) for now yeah for now all right i suppose we can um uh, cut this one off here if we don't have anything else to say but you know mythic invitational is mythic invitational so um, if you want to shoot us some feedback, you can send us an email to an email to thelocalmeta at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at the Locometa's PC. Uh, you can catch everything else on our website, including a link to the Discord uh, at thelocalmeta.com. John, anything else? Yeah, so this is this is kind of random. I just I want to establish this is not there for actual monetary reasons and more it's just there just in case um for those who don't know for those who don't know patreon is going to be changing their um 
basically how much money they take out of all of the patronage accounts, as it were. As of right now, they take 5% of any sort of pledges that people make and yada, yada, yada. They're going to be changing that to 8%. But if you made an account beforehand, you were grandfathered into the lower percent, thus you would wind up keeping more of your quotations money. Mm-hmm. So as a result of that, <laughs> just to uh, get grandfathered in, we made just one. <laughs> to get grandfathered in, we made a Patreon. I expect no one to actually patron any amount of dollars at all, but it's there if you want to. Fletcher made some uh, uh, Patreon goals. We literally just had to throw this together. So like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think one of them is like you get to. Um, you get cards signed by me and Fletcher. That was my or... lowest one. It's like, if you pitch in a dollar, we'll sign a random comment and mail it to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. Like, we, I just put some stuff together so that we could get grandfathered in. Yeah, I thought about doing some sort of thing where it's like, if you if we reach, like, a certain goal, maybe I'll finally do that chaos draft of mine or whatever. But I don't know, like... If anyone randomly decides that they want to start giving us dollars, sure, whatever. Sure. If anyone has, if anyone does want to give us dollars, and you want to also, um, you have any ideas for things that we should have for like the goals and stuff, even more cool, I guess. Yeah, let us know if you have any thoughts on that. There's plenty of ways to reach us. We just yeah. rattled them all off a little bit ago, but if you want that site's uh patreon.com slash the local meta um yeah as he said it was mostly just put together for grandfather to get us grandfathered in so yeah all right you know yeah as you do as you do <laughs> gotta do all that you gotta min max that apparently that three percent is a lot of percent i mean that's not insignificant like I mean, so John, here's. I'm just gonna like think about this whole thing. So if somebody if somebody pledges a dollar, that first dollar we get from them, five um, percent of it goes to Patreon. So five yep. cents of it goes to Patreon. Uh, Fifty five cents of it is a stamp. Yep. To mail that card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're already down. We only make forty cents off of it. That's fine. That's but, whatever. <laughs> I know. It's like whatever. Like it's just it's just funny to think about it like that. It's like my eBay yeah. card selling. It's like, oh, I sold a card. <laughs> I get a dollar fifty from them, but in the end I make thirty cents. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it, <laughs> it adds it yeah. adds up. Yeah. But I, that's that, just for that one, that's just the first one because we just ended up for that, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's the whole thing, you know, like that that thirty cents eventually builds up to a force of will. Yeah, it does over time but. or in this case you know that that 30 cents will build up to maybe paying the server fees i don't yeah, know that'd be kind of nice to pay those fees off but because right now we're just like footing the bill but i mean you know it's like whatever yeah as i said we do this because we enjoy it so yeah once again just reiterating no expectations but it's there if you feel like doing it we we appreciate everyone just listening because all seven of you yes because that goes (laughs) that exceeds our expectations greatly (laughs) um but yeah so i guess on that note john anything else no i am i'm golden all right then we will catch you next time